following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt and what we would want to do today is take a look at a resource that we have here at our ministry. It is called uh, seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. It's a 31-day interactive devotional, and uh, so many have begun this at the beginning of the year, you know, when we take time to uh, look at uh, how do we want to change our life, how do we want to add some good things to our life, maybe remove some bad things. But uh, this is one of the things that people will do in order to add some good things into their life and, and uh, build some habits. This is, a again, a 31-day interactive devotional. So what that means is you get questions in there. We send a copy of uh, this resource to each night's caller, and we want to share some of that with you, and uh, just so you will know what is um, what is uh, uh, what are some of the benefits, and what do you get out of this kind of study. And if you've never done anything like this, again, it's, uh, it is uh, a question and answer kind of thing, but, uh, but it starts out with this idea of, well, what is your identity? Because uh, every person born into this world has had difficulty with identity at some time or another. And almost every caller we have on the program, almost everybody you talk to in your day-to-day life uh, struggles with an uh, identity. Uh, who are they really? And uh, what are they? Um, what's their self-image? How do they view themselves? And so many spend a lifetime to manipulate acceptance and attention from others, uh, thinking they're building an, uh, a tower of self-worth. But people fail us, and our expectations may not be uh, appropriate. They may, may, may be too high expectations that we have of people, of our loved ones especially. And so when that falls short, our self-worth can begin to crumble. So what do we do with this idea of our identity? Well, when we let identity be in another person, uh, we give that person too much control of us. And that's where we say, well, you made me feel X, Y, or Z. You made me feel that way. Well, the fact is that no, we didn't. Uh, They didn't make us feel a certain way. We have given way too much of our own self and our uh, let our identity be too much in their charge, and they're in control of us then. But what we miss is the vision that God has of us and this this immense value that he places in us and on us, and that we need to understand these steps. And the, you can mark that through Scripture. We, we will take a look at that through this valuable resource. Again, it is uh, called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, and it helps you to do just that because... Your um, identity determines your destination. Where where are you going? Uh, where uh, where is uh, God taking you in your life with the uh, gifts and abilities and talents and even personality that He's given you? Where are you going in life? And then what are the what are your characteristics? What are some of the things that God has uh, done specifically in you and has helped to shape you into the person you are and to do the things that He has prepared in advance that you would 
uh, that you would do these good works. See Ephesians two ten. It says that 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 uh, we are God's workmanship, and He has He has pre- prepared all these things for each uh, follower of Christ to do in life. And so He has that purpose and that plan for us, uh, good things that He wants to accomplish through us, and that He's already empowered us to be able to accomplish. Uh, I just I love that that is the the heart of God that he has uh, called us to each of us to a purpose and uh, you know somebody said if we have a pulse then we have a purpose and by the way God has a plan for it so uh, what is uh, then what what are some of the characteristics that God has given us because uh, he certainly has shaped us and then what is our inheritance as a follower as a believer in Christ and so we need to discover how God sees us. I want to look briefly at the the very first uh, the very first day of this uh, resource, and it says that I am adopted by God. Ephesians one five says He predestined us uh, to be adopted, and that's adopted in Christ, adopted as a, uh, a brother with Christ, Christ as our brother. And we are co-inheritors of that. So uh, what does that mean with God as our Father? And as an adoption, we can never lose that inheritance. We can never lose that status, that relationship with God who has uh, adopted us into his family as a brother with Christ. And so everyone wants uh, security. Everyone wants that significance to know that they have um, that they have that relationship with God, and uh, everyone wants a place that they can call home. Uh, God already has a son; we know that, and uh, we know that is the person of Jesus Christ. But He chooses to adopt you and all those whom He has called and has chosen. He He chooses then to work in you and to to shape your life so that it conforms to the image of Christ. And we want to um, want to just affirm that we have um, that we have this inheritance because God has adopted us and because uh, God has has uh, determined to use us, uh, flawed as we are, but has determined to use us for His glory. So that's just a little bit of what we uh, we share through this resource, seeing yourself through God's eyes uh, from June Hunt. It's a 31-day interactive devotional. We encourage you to get that. Just talk to our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and they can help you get that. Uh, as uh, Maybe we can start a new habit, and it's never too late to start that. It's never too late to begin that habit of daily uh, devotion and looking into God's Word to see how. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. 
Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's Ministry Multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. The following program is pre-recorded. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and continued support of our ministry. It means so much to us, really. If you have any questions or concerns about tonight's topics, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the appropriate resources, whatever's best for you, or maybe as you help someone else, and you can uh, give them a resource, pass something along to them, or uh, give them some reading material that will, will help them in their situation. That's uh, always so great to, uh, to know that people are using our resources to not only help yourself, but also to help others. Uh, so if you'd like to do that, maybe get a little, little uh, lending library uh, in your hands or on your shelves. Just call our customer support team, and they'll help you with those resources. That's 800-488-4673, 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you'd like to email them, you may do so at customersupport at hopefortheheart.org. Ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That's customersupport at hopefortheheart.org. Let's get to our caller for tonight now. We uh, welcome Carol. Well, hello, Carol. Welcome to Hope. Yes, hello. How can we help you? Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, I have um, a really precious daughter, and uh, she is uh, very dear. Mm. She uh, didn't marry till later in life. I mean, it was not later, but it was just age 39 when she married. And Mm -hmm. uh, um, went to school and had some medical issues. And I took care of those even during, while she was in school. Uh, she had to have surgery. And um, she married very quickly. Um, I think it was just too quick. But uh, it's a marriage that's, I consider it abusive. Mm. Uh, very abusive. And uh, it's mental cruelty. And it's uh, the, very much control over her. Um, she doesn't go to she go to church. Uh, I suggested that she just get in her car and go to church by herself. And uh, she's and then I was, you know, accused of uh, destroying the marriage. Mm. But uh, it is uh, accused you know, by whom? 
Who, who who's accusing you of that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, didn't. Who who is accusing you of trying to destroy oh, the marriage? It was your husband that um, mm. yeah put back that I'm you know I'm you know I just I'm really careful about even putting anything on in a uh, email or um, text to them because they he uh, turns it around. It's best if I just don't even communicate. Only verbally, and uh, but yes, it was her husband and his mother. Well, tell you, let, let me let's go back a little bit. Uh, so, when did uh, and how did she meet uh, this man who ultimately became her husband? Well, she was in school in a Christian mm. school, and uh, okay. she graduated from high school. Uh, she wasn't supposed to be able to graduate from high school, according to Mayo Clinic. To never expect her to graduate from high school, she didn't have the IQ to do it, mm. and because of all the medications she was taking for a condition that she had, mm. and um, so um, uh, her father passed away, and uh, she went to a school, a local school. It was she got a two-year degree in uh, theology. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful place for her. Uh, someone had come into the school. It was infiltrated in, in there and became her friend. It was he and his wife. And they just, uh, you know, were friends and and uh, shared a lot of whatever happened to her that was good. I mean, she shared it with them, and they were, they were just friends that you share back and forth, you know. Good things happen, so she shared a job offer that she had um, after she had completed um, the two a years. Degree. Oh, and uh, and, um, and so um, it was a good job offer, and it was good, good. And so she took it, of course, and um, coming to find out, the person that was her friend and is still supposed to be her friend, he and his wife, um, actually were at the school to find someone like her that was going to be making a good income and that would be a good fit for that person who was looking for someone who had the money that they could take. And they had got her money. Um, she married this man, and... Uh, Immediately, they found a house, and the house was found by the mother-in-law. And she's, the house will be paid off in another three years, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's worked hard to pay it off. So she works at home, of course, and uh, has a very responsible job. Um, now, is the husband also working? Yes, he works. And okay. he works, but it's, he's, he doesn't have the hours that she does. So he's free to not be working all the time. Mm-hmm. So does he contribute to the purchasing of the house? I really don't know. They will not tell me. Okay. I really don't ask them too much, but I'm sure that, you know, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. know how they've worked it out. I just know they've got her money. Mm-hmm. And that happened soon after the marriage. She had it, everything invested, and she was on a good schedule. And uh, and then all of a sudden, 
the person that worked with her, with her many early, early after she graduated, uh, it changed. The mother okay, so, got it. Uh, so what I'm hearing is you are concerned about your daughter who um, had some um, mental challenges, yet she obviously accomplished a lot, especially with this um, type of limited capacity in her mind. But uh, So I can tell you're proud of her. And uh, then she got a master's, did you say that? Yes, MBA. Okay, wow. Okay, an MBA. Wow. Okay, so then, but I, I hear a real concern, and tell me what you, what are you most concerned about for your daughter? I'm concerned about her diminishing joy. Oh, uh, she was such a joyous person and loved the Lord so much. But speak of the Lord, and uh, it's just gone. It's gone, and and. Uh, you know, it's just all now. It's all consumed by uh, these people that have taken and her over. So I'm hearing it's a husband and his mother. Is that correct? Is that who yes, you're talking about? Or are you talking a about mother a group? And the son is her husband. Okay. So um, are you concerned about just the two of them? Or are you talking about a, a group that they're in that you're concerned? Like well, a, they're... Excuse me. They're, um, it's kind of a group. It's a family. And uh, okay. it's a family of uh, three sons and a mother. And then there's a daughter that, that lives in a different part of the area. Okay. Um, but the sons, one son that lives away uh, is, I'm just concerned about, about the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, are you concerned, I'm going to use the term, uh, spiritually or theologically, or are you concerned yeah. only? Okay, so part of it is at least um, a spiritual, whether it's twisting of truth, or I'll let you explain that in a moment. Are you concerned about her physical life? Um, I, I am somewhat, um, because when she comes to my house, she's, very, very upset when she gets here. And uh, she's gone through a lot mentally mm. to get here. Uh, they have challenged her in some ways, and I don't know what they are. But it, um, So she's in a, in a state that's not really good. But, you know, she's here for a while, and uh, she calms down. But mm-hmm. um, um, I am concerned about that. I am concerned about what they're taking from her, you know, uh, she's, you know, she had some more self-esteem. She had more, she was more in charge and uh, of herself, and she could say what she wanted and what she didn't want. Now she just does what they want. Mm. So you're saying you believe she's being controlled? Yes. Okay. Very controlled. And are you saying it's being controlled by... The, this family, uh, not just uh, not just the husband and the mother, but uh, the whole dynamic is is it um, 
when I said spiritual, you said you're concerned about that. So the theology that's being taught, or is it, are you concerned about, um, in other words, at, at times I talk about tr scripture twisting, um, but I don't, uh, what, what do you know about the group that they are in? Meaning, well, yes. this, yeah, you understand that? Yes, I do. Uh, it, it's, uh, they call themselves Christian, but they're not Christian. And uh, mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're, just, they're fraud. fraud. Mm. And uh, so it's, uh, there's several groups around, but this one, plus uh, there is a son that lives in Colorado. And that's part of the country that uh, had was just moved there, and uh, I believe also that's part of it. And then there's another person that lives in another part of the state of Texas that is part of it. That's a friend of that family's. So there's mm -hmm. people all of several different areas that they visit, and she goes along for the visits. But in the visits, they do other things like set up a business that uses her money and uh, a business that uh, we don't know what it is and then they I don't know what all they do with it but they are there for other reasons and it's I don't know it's just like what? like what other reasons would they be there? well it is uh, that they, they set up a business and that the one friend has, and uh, I and I don't know exactly what the business is, but I mm -hmm. understand it's a, it's a small business out of their home, and uh, I'm concerned that that it, it's a business that business that reaches further further that uh, is not legitimate, not legal. Okay, so it's. Your concern is this is not a legitimate business. It's an, it would be considered an illegal business. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I think it could be. Yeah. And uh, it's a cover-up for something else that's going on that's bigger. Do you have an idea what that might be? Well, I think it has to do with trafficking. Oh, that's very serious. It is. Because I believe my daughter was trafficked. Hmm. Mm, okay. Well, you said that it's like she's got diminished joy. You know, there's, her disposition has totally changed. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. I want to recommend the keys for living called Cults, the Truth Twisters. And those and many other resources are available by calling our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life, and you'd like to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. When you call, just leave a detailed message for us, and we'll get back to you to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night, and we'll help you to get some questions there, the things that you would like answered about your situation. Uh, call us again at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800 644 Maybe you're not ready to be on the program, but you can send an email question we'd love to answer in an upcoming Hope in the Night. The email address is askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Carol. Well, Carol, what you've told me so far is you are concerned about your daughter. Um, You said she married age, I think you said 39. Um, Now, how old is she? At this time, approximately. Fifty. She's been married 13 years, so. Okay. 53, 52. Okay. Maybe 50. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, right. I can't do the math. Okay. No. Well, the, you've given me what I need, just approximately 52 or, mm-hmm. or three, yeah. but married 13 years. Um, was there a change that you saw in her from when she was... Um, and you know, either um, I'll say unmarried or 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 newly married. And w- was there a definite change that you saw? Yes, definitely. And I moved closer to her about six years ago, so I see her more. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the day that I moved from my apartment where I lived uh, to where I live now. Um, her husband helped uh, load the apartment up, move my things up, and then after it was over, 
Um, he proceeded to tell me what a terrible person I was, and it was abuse. It was just absolute abuse, and mm. just degraded me to nothing. And so I just let him know that he was he was an abuser, and I mm. could not could not take it. You know, he wasn't going to talk to me that way. He was he was abusing me, and uh, so he left me alone for a while. But I noticed that some of my items were missing. Um, when I unload, when we unloaded, and his uh, anyway, he took some of the items. It's not the end of the world, but uh, it's just that he has entitlements. That oh, entitlements. Yeah, you know, I I just hate that word. I mean, it, it's a very descriptive word, but I just hate that anybody lives feeling entitled. I'm entitled to have this. I'm entitled to you know when. Uh, no, but you just described he just take something that was yours. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, oh. he did. And, and he uh, a gun. What, what, what did you say about a gun? Yes, he it, has my gun. He has your gun. He won't return uh, it. And uh, how did he get your gun? Well, he got my gun because my grandson would come to my home with with his father, and he has uh, special needs, and so the gun was in my home. And so I took it to his home on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, probably five years ago, and asked him to keep it for me because he has a gun gun safe in his home with many guns in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he would. And then I wanted it back when I moved to my location now. And uh, he would not give it back to me. He said, uh, uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. It's my oh, my goodness. Oh, and that's... I, it's registered in my name, and I'm a little concerned about that. Hmm. Well, that is legitimate to be concerned. First of all, that's stealing. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, well, I, I understand that you wanted it kept safe, the, the gun kept safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, safely in a safe, but uh, if he won't return it, then um, he's holding on to something that is not his. And when you're yeah. wanting it back, so have you have you done anything in regard to getting the gun back? Is there anything you've done, or do you even know what you might do? What I might do? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Yeah, I, I'm asking. Have you done anything regarding getting retrieving the gun, or no, are you? I really have. Okay. I haven't because I'm. I don't know what the what the consequences will be, and I'm concerned that uh, the, my daughter. I'm just concerned about my daughter, and uh, I just would rather let it go. Mm-hmm. And but I think it's not real safe to let it go. I. I uh, like the things he took, I let that go. And uh, but I have to not bring it up all the time to him because he's a he's a very sick person, and mm. I don't. Uh, I just have to be careful. Okay. Well, obviously, um, it doesn't sound like a healthy environment or a healthy relationship. When, um, and when what I'm hearing is they met in a school, a Christian school. 
she went on and accepted uh, a, a job. Uh, they, mm-hmm. but they have her money. Yes. Did well, she tell they, you that? Yes. yes. She no, told you no. that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah, I'm asking. Did she tell you that that she that they have her money? Um, no, she didn't tell me. But no, she didn't tell me. So I probably shouldn't speak it. But it is uh, obvious that you know that where her money goes is to make make the house payments. And whenever she uh, was not able to work for, she had COVID and. And um, her mother-in-law reminded her that she had a lot of bills to pay, that she would not be able to leave the job. Okay, mm. you know. Hmm. She did tell me that. Okay. What are you concerned about long-term in regard to your daughter? I'm concerned about her uh, her brain and her her ability to just hold together because her job is very big that she has. It's not a small job. It's many hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and then she's under the pressure of this constant monitoring of her husband and his mother. And, uh, and then she maintains a home. And, you know, and she's not let out of the house. I think she is a slave. And mm. because she can drive to the store, she doesn't go to church. Um, they have church at home, stream it in, and uh, she's not free. And she really is not free to come over here because she's under. She has a lot to go through before she gets here. That's part of the control. Is that right? Okay. That is control. And, you know, she's. I'm concerned about long range what's going to happen to her. You know, because I see her wearing down uh, over the last two years, even she, things that she would stand up for, um, such as when the storm came through and, you know, people were without electricity. Um, um, she wanted me to go to her house, and her husband wouldn't let me go to her house. And I just, you know, it was okay. Because my son came over and it helped, but uh, it was just that you know it's just that she's so controlled and uh, mm-hmm. so, anyway well, thing I'm, I don't know how long she can last yeah and I just and she has a, a wonderful gift you know God's given her so much joy mm-hmm. and and oh she's just a beautiful person and it's been stripped from her. Gonna come back. Oh, God's gonna bring it back. In a way, it sounds as though she's in a cult-like environment where she's being controlled. Yes. And for some people, control is the name of the game. Yes. It, she's very. It's, very, it's how they yes. how they feel significant. People who right. control others. I know. But you're saying the advantage from their standpoint, I'm, I'm 
Now, you correct me if I'm saying anything at all skewed, because I don't want to do that. But it sounds like, okay, if if the money that she earns based on this job that um, where she obviously became qualified uh, enough to be a to get an MBA. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? MBA? Okay. Yeah, master's in business administration? Okay. And uh, so she has the intelligence to do that. And you said she's a, a very good worker. Absolutely. Correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but real wonderful qualities. But, and then you said that, you, you said, is she not allowed to go to church or that they just don't go to church? Well, they they distract her and uh, they use uh, guilt. You know, bad person, guilt? you can't uh. do that. You didn't do this, so you can't do that. It's They oh. will use other ways to keep her from going. And she doesn't get there. Huh. And uh, so it's so does anybody, is she involved with anyone who gives her support beyond uh, this family? No. She is totally with their friends, the friends that they have, and uh, also the friends that they choose, his mother and uh, his two brothers. And uh, they'll be together at Christmas, and uh, they'll be going to another state. And... Um, they were together Easter and uh, and other times. And uh, Lord, she did invite me for uh, Christmas, which I appreciated very much. I told her I would, but uh, I will be spending it with them. my son. She's coming over too with us. Uh huh. So. When we come back, I want you to tell me, what do you think, how can I help you? What What do you want us to be able to talk about that could be specifically uh, an action item, something that we could talk about that could move toward what would be in your daughter's best interest? Okay? Can we think about that? I will. Thank you. And, yeah, and, and, you know, what, what would be, from your perspective, possible, or we can talk about what are the possibilities when, when there is this. It's very challenging. She, she would have to be able to take a stand. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and your support of this ministry. We thank you. If you have questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources you need. Their number again is 800-488-HOPE. And I want to recommend the keys for living called Cults, the Truth Twisters. Customer support again is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4C. Also find uh, lots of resources at our website, hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find the new updated Keys for Living with more titles being added monthly to that catalog. Also Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources and her music CDs are there as well. That's at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now we return to tonight's conversation with Carol. Well, Carol, one of the things that the Bible talks about is the role of government. I'm talking about the rightful role of government where we are to submit to the governing authorities. My point of even bringing this up, you know, many people, (laughs) um, they have different views of the government uh, and what I'm saying the biblical view of what we are, why we are to submit. I'm going to repeat, I'm going to read to you um, in uh, 1 Peter 2, uh, verse 13. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as a supreme authority or to the governors who are sent, listen to this, who are sent by him this is important, to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. So God's intention is where the government is doing 
it, it, we're not talking about a corrupt government. We're not talking about Hitler who was um, murdering millions of Jews. But what I'm what I'm saying is the in, this is God's intention. It is the government is sent by Him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. Now, I'm, I'm just um, I'm you know, I'm asking. Okay, what what is it that would be right for you to do? And I'm I'm just going to give you just one option. And then we'll talk about other things that you, if you think something is specific. I, I know you're trying not to make waves because you, it's like you're concerned and, and you'll just let go of what, what they've stolen. Um, but here, here is something that is legal within the United States of America where you live. In in the um, in Texas, and there is a civil order from the court. It's called a writ of sequestration, like quit sequestering, se sequestration. But it could require a an attorney, which means there's a, a cost um, of of some money, but. And and your concern would this cause more friction um, with your daughter's husband and the family? But this writ of sequestration through the court constables um, would be the, would be that the the constables would serve him papers that this is my gun, and they they he would have need to turn over the gun to whoever serves him the papers and then it would be the gun would be returned to you um, um, now if they are traffickers that is another matter too but I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about looking at what your options are the sad thing is when People are allowed to continue to do wrong, yes. and I know you have your your heart is for your daughter. You're wanting what is right in behalf of her. Yes. But what you're telling me is it is evident to you that she's just being controlled, and but but you're noticing, in other words, that she's not experiencing increased joy in fact it's diminished joy yes so you can tell that the fruit of what you're seeing with your daughter is not healthy fruit it's uh, it's concerning you gravely and that's why you've even called yes it is absolutely now is there anyone else that you've talked with who is in a position of uh, in, in the legal world? Um, I've not talked to anybody in the legal world. Uh, she has a friend that she went to school with, uh -huh. and uh, uh, high school, 
and, and also the principal of the school that she went to school with are several lawyers and very fine people. And I haven't talked to them. I thought about it. I haven't talked to any legal people. I'm okay. Just, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to anybody. I'm just really not knowing what to do. Right. Well, I think it's a good step, first step. Well, it's 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 helpful to know your legal rights, and the issue isn't just rights. It, I mean, it is important to know what your rights are because sometimes we feel we have no choice. It's, I mean, I know at times I used to think I have no choice. I have no choice, and I did, but I didn't feel I did, and that had to do with, you know, years of. An unhealthy home life and not knowing. I mean, I'm talking about as uh, growing up and yeah. where I had no choice. There, there was no choice. But then, I, I the Bible says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But now that I'm an adult, I put childish ways behind me, and I had to remind myself that over and over, yeah. not to be controlled by the people with who are angry because my dad was angry. So, I, you know, there's a trigger there. And I had to, I, I would tell myself, June, grow up, grow, grow up, grow up, don't be controlled. And so there was a mindset that I needed to have as I began to understand about the word boundaries, boundaries. And I didn't have boundaries. None of us in our family had boundaries, um, as whether it's kids or, or um, you know, my mom, and so I, I didn't, I didn't see. I felt disempowered. I felt I had no power, and the issue is not. I'm not a power person. But I'm talking about. I just didn't even feel I had a right to anything because when you're trained that way, uh, it's very hard. And I'm I'm saying this to you because. Sometimes we start one place, and if we need to reevaluate, what do I do? You were describing something that seemed almost cult-like. It is. Very much. It, it, okay. Do you feel, because part of this was a spiritual thing, you said it seemed... Um, do, do you even know, I know you said they weren't going to church, though, but yet they were at a Christian entity first. But do, do you know anything about the theology? Well, uh, I yes, I do. I mean, I, I don't have a degree in it, but I was raised in the church, and I do know the Bible. Mm-hmm. And okay. I do know that she knows, she knows the Bible, and, uh, you know, it's just been taken from her. And, uh, what do you mean, what do you mean been taken from her? Oh, uh, she can't, she's, it's not, it can't be even brought up in the, in the group, in the, the family. I mean, I've really wanted to read the Word of God with her, especially Psalms, 91st Psalm. And mm. she would say, oh, no, don't, no, it's okay, you don't have to read it. And uh, it's just that it's almost that it's not there anymore. The Word of God's not there anymore. And uh, it is a cult that she's in. And, um, I mean, she's not in it, but uh, they're controlling her. But they, yeah, okay. So, uh, 
Okay, a cult is a sect or a group of people that holds to deviant doctrines. It's a, um, <laughs> excuse me, a cult is a like a system of religious beliefs that distorts mm -hmm. what is considered orthodox biblical yes. doctrine. That which is healthy and right, that's distorted. It is. And, and so, so the word orthodox means it refers to basic beliefs that conform to what would be established by the Christian, um, the, the the Christian world, but and and doctrine is just general teaching. And and I'm saying this because. There are all kinds of cults, and some are self-styled cults. You know, there there are cults that are clearly, um, most people think of Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, but um, a cult, or cults vary from Orthodox Christianity, either like the, the virgin birth where Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, but it, you know, it would be, some would not hold to that. Uh, the blood atonement uh, of Jesus dying on the cross to pay the penalty for our, our sins. Um, that's the atonement, the bodily resurrection of Jesus from the dead, which was seen on earth by hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, the incarnation, where Jesus becomes, uh, Jesus comes to earth, who, Jesus is God, though, who took on human form. Um, some would say, um, uh, well, th there's scripture, the Holy Bible, being wholly inspired by God. Um, without error in the original writings. And I'm saying this because, let, let me ask, would it be beneficial to you for me to send you our material on cults? Would you like yes. that? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. You know, I, thank I, you. I, I, my daughter will Yeah, yeah I just, okay, I, there, hmm. There is something that I could strongly suggest about for to help reach those who are in cults. If you would like for us to talk again, would you like that? Yes, thank you so much. Thank okay. you very much. I love, listen, I love your mother's heart. It's precious and it's right. So pray for her, pray for your daughter that she would have strength, that she would have eyes to see and that she would see accurately what is right in God's sight. We will send the Keys for Living called Cults, the Truth Twisters. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. 
Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.